0: Welcome back to All About Ours, where, as always, me, Simon Cheshire and Andy Sinton will discuss everything QPR. Ahead of this month's Community Day, we are delighted to be joined by QPR and the Community Trust CEO Andy Evans, who will discuss the upcoming Tiger Feet Walk as well as Community Day. So sit back and enjoy. So welcome back to All About Ours, the club's official podcast. Once again, I'm delighted to be joined by... Former Rangers winger and England international Andy Sinton. Since it's been quite a few months since we we last spoke. It's been he's mixed the right term. But first of all, how are we? How are you? i
1: uh, we're very good in the circumstances. You know, um, put my QPR hat on. It's been well, it's been a horrible couple of months. Let's not hide behind it. We've got ourselves in a position where uh, it's not good, but we know where we are, we know what we have to do and it's in our hands so uh, sure we'll discuss the games and what lies ahead but uh, yeah it's been tough.
0: And ahead of Community Day which is on Saturday against Coventry City we're delighted to be joined by Trust CEO Andy Evans. Andy, first of all welcome and thank you for joining us but again similar to since, how are you but it's been a difficult few months hasn't
2: it? Yeah thanks for having me on the podcast, uh, looking forward to sharing some news around um, what we're doing in the Community Trust. But yeah, similarly, it's been difficult for everybody. It's quite tough uh, coming in on a Monday morning after a, the tough results. But what I would say, thankfully, is that we've got so much happening on the Community Trust that actually, you know, being really busy and having lots of good stuff happening in the community, it, it sort of, thankfully, it's, uh, it's, it's kept me busy.
0: We'll focus on the community stuff and what's going to come but first of all should we do the reflection it's been the Watford game to me stands out as a highlight of what's been a tough few weeks tough few months but we last spoke following Gareth Ainsworth's first game in charge which was the Blackburn game we had crucial everyone said it was a crucial march and we came out with three points What yep. we should take it was a tough month, uh, you know.
1: Gareth just coming in, uh, everyone's behind them. Um, you know, first game we lost to Blackburn three-one. Uh, then you go up to Rotherham. I thought that was going to be a huge game, given the league table and where Rotherham was. And I went with the opinion that someone in and around you you don't lose to, but we did. Um, I thought we were well beaten on the day, um, so that was that was disappointing to say the least. But then we come back and we play Watford. Um, I think everyone had written us off really, um, so we were uh, we going into the game as an underdog, maybe that suits us, but I thought on the day we showed everything we need to show and what we're going to have to show again, You know, I thought it was a really good performance. First thing we stopped Watford playing, Watford are a good side, uh, got some good players, uh, Premier League quality, but I thought on the day we nullified them, um, put our bodies on the line, protected Seni really well, hardly had a save to make. Uh, which is something we probably haven't done enough defensively. Tim scores a a, a brilliant goal, a, a great individual goal where he pretty much does it all himself. Left foot finish, and I thought we saw the game out. I wouldn't say comfortably, but relatively comfortably against a good side. Brilliant win. You saw the reaction of the players and the fans afterwards. We knew how important it was.
0: Um, then you you're going off to Blackpool midweek. Andy, what was, what was your Initial thoughts been of Gareth Ainsworth's first few games in charge.
2: Well, firstly, it was great to see Gareth back at the club. Obviously, you know, um, someone who served us really well over quite a long period of time, both on the pitch and and off in caretaker role. So, from a personal point of view, it was it was great to see him back here at QPR club club that we all know he you know he he cares deeply about. But yeah, just really tough, um, really tough few games. Um, again, obviously the Watford game, it, it felt like, uh, you know, it felt like that's what Gareth sort of team, um, but, you know, it's what you imagine a Gareth team would look like and play like. And uh, on that day, you know, Loftus Road was was buzzing, it was jumping, and I honestly thought, hopefully, that was the point when we were going to kick on and pick up a few more results, um, but. I'm not sure I felt as low as I did um, <laughs> at Blackpool away. That was yeah. a really, really tough night.
0: Before we go over the Blackpool game, we just mentioned it was Ali falling. Yep. He was inducted into the Forever Ars, And Andy, you both of you play a big part in that, don't you? Well, you know, we've been trying to get Ali back for
1: a while. Uh, it can be difficult when players are living overseas, whether Ali's been in Spain or back home in Argentina. you know. But um, uh, Paul Morrissey played a big part in getting Ali back here for a Thursday night Q&A, where we, we pretty much sold out to capacity what we're allowed uh, as a Forever R's uh, event. Um, that was a great evening. Ali was in really good form. I think you could see how well he's thought of here by everyone. Um, so, you know, that Thursday night was was great. And Ali, we had him back at the game on the Saturday. Again, wonderful occasion. Get him on the pitch. Fans love him. Um, and the Watford game was just a, a it was just another part of was what was just a really positive a, day wasn't it a really positive day as you say you know um, so yeah brilliant to see Ali back as as it is whenever we get forever hours back you know that's been a huge success over six or seven years Andy and the guys behind the scenes they they play a massive part in, in what we do and how well it's received and long may that continue I think we've got to look to, to be pushing that on and kicking that on and you know we get a lot of clubs phoning us up about what we do and how we do it and Looking at our ideas, etc., etc. I think we got to keep evolving. There's been a huge success, um, whether that's posthumous, whether that's managers, coaches, um, teams,
0: as we had back. Uh, I was going to say, week. if we jump ahead a few weeks, we had the team that you played a big role in. Didn't we back to the all the lads were in there. I saw them in W12, they were having cracking jokes. It was like back, like it was back in '92, '93, wasn't? It? Well, you know, you, you get a team back,
1: and you know, a little bit more. Sp- Every time you get a team back is special. That's served QPR so well in, in its history, but you know for me that was extra special because that was my team. That was that was who I grew up with. That's who I in, in terms of football and growing up. You know we 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 evolved together, led by a brilliant manager and Jerry Francis. Absolutely fantastic. To see Jerry back uh, along with some of his staff. We had twelve or thirteen of the uh, my former teammates back in attendance. Um, some couldn't be here for various reasons you know whether they live overseas and we weren't able to get in touch with whether they were on holiday because it was Easter whether they had work commitments you know because people work within the game but uh now it was brilliant Andy again played a big part of the day and I think Andy would back me up you know that group for me is a special group uh, and I think straight away when the the guys are together you know stories are flying had some wonderful messages from the guys uh, afterwards saying how much they enjoyed being back here, the support of the fans, etc., etc. But it was like it's 30 years. That was almost like it was last week we were together, you know, and it's it just flowed, really. Um, got to six o'clock and everyone was still here and we're sort of getting... The group were getting ushered out of the stadium, you know, because um, we could have been here at midnight and just reminiscing. Unfortunately, it was on a day where we didn't perform very well on the pitch, but let's not... Let's separate that you know it was a great it was a great occasion it was a great day and um, and I was immensely proud of the the group that were here but I was immensely proud of the club as well for what we do and how because those type of events take a lot of organisation and,
0: and to pull it off and for it to go as well as we can everyone deserves a lot of credit and Jerry Francis spoke at half time about what honour and delight it is to yeah. be back it's always great to see Jerry Francis back at Loftus Road isn't it but Jerry's club legend, you know the, the
1: the word legend sometimes banded around a little bit too loosely for me. But Jerry Francis QPR, you know what he achieved there, came through the ranks, you know managed the club twice, um, played in our best ever team that almost won the league in a probably not, not probably our greatest ever team, you know. Um, so whenever we get Jerry back, uh, it's absolutely amazing. He's got a wealth of knowledge. Um, and I speak for myself, you know, I've got a massive amount to thank Jerry Francis for my career. Uh, as do all those players and anyone who played for them. You know, um a, a terrific guy. And it was great to see Roger Cross and Brian Morris and you know, Craig Berry, the son of Ron's here. Unfortunately Frank was Frank Sibley's part of that as well, but Frank's not too great at the moment. But um that was a great turnout, thoroughly enjoyed it. As I say, it was just clouded by the result.
0: We'll reflect on the results now. So we were, we'll move on and we'll try and move over them pretty quickly, swiftly. Blackpool away, the 6-1 defeat, followed by the Birmingham home defeat, which arguably was just as painful as that because we were behind the whole game. Yeah. And sat there, you didn't really feel like we were ever going well, to the, test their back line. If we go back to the Blackpool game, you know, Andy said... Uh,
1: now Andy won't mind me saying this, and and he's a huge QPR fan over many many years, and he feels the pain as we all do, but more so like our fans, you know, to go to Blackpool, coming off the Watford game, I think that was the the biggest disappointment because we felt like we had taken a, a couple of steps forward. Blackpool was always going to be a tough game. People might laugh and say, "Come on, Andy, the bottom of the league," but you know, you go to those sort of places, you have to be ready, you have to be mentally tuned in, whether we were or not. Well the stats say we weren't because we conceded a penalty which I thought was harsh after 50 seconds they score 2-0 after 10 minutes or so, 3-0 after 14 minutes and I'm on commentary and I'm actually shell-shocked watching the game, I think that's the best way I could describe it, I was actually shell-shocked, then you go 4-0 down, uh, game's finished basically, Uh, unless there's a a big fluke. Chris Martin gets a, a good goal. And you're looking for a big start of the second half. We concede straight away again from another set play, and the game just let's be face it. Let's face it, it could have been worse than six. You know, they hit the post, they missed the chance late on. So uh, that was just a, it was just a horrible, horrible night. And um, yeah, yeah, you, you you lick your wounds sometimes, but that was that was horrible. Then we come back here on Saturday, and you're looking to to put that right and start the game well. And within two three minutes, you're a goal behind, and that puts you on the back foot. Um, and on that day did we do enough to get back into the game I have to be honest probably not so you go away really disappointed again and um, you're starting to get yourselves into a really awful horrible precarious position where unless you start picking up points you're going to be in trouble which we are
0: Is it easy to say our QPR we always perform better against the better teams struggle I I can remember when we stayed up in 2011-12, 2011, 12, we had all the easier on paper games that we had them, and then we all of a sudden we've got Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, Stoke, all here, and we managed to turn it round. Not saying that's just QPR, isn't it? Is that the? I wish it wasn't.
1: Um, you know, I'm a great believer. Sometimes when you pick up points against teams in and around you, it certainly helps you. Why that is, I've got no idea. It seems to be the case, but. Maybe we're better when they're underdogs. Maybe we're better when people don't give us a chance. But as I say, I've got no idea why that is. Never used to be, whether it's something that's just crept, uh, crept in. Um, but yeah, just going back to the games, it's been, you can probably hear it in my voice and answer. It's really frustrated, really disappointed, really annoyed of all of those sort of emotions going in. But the beauty of it, and we've still got some games to discuss we now we know exactly where we are. we know exactly what we have to do. We're in a five game season um where we've got a little bit of a head start on a couple of teams.
0: so come on, let's get the job done. So we head to Wigan away, and as Ainsworth Gartt famously sort of said in an interview, the cavalry have arrived, a lot of players have come back from injuries. What he meant by that it was it. What was your take on it? Because you could tell at the end there was a lot of frustration from supporters because arguably the players are back that we're pinning our hopes on here to get us out of what's been a difficult season.
1: Well, first of all, we've been massively hit by injuries. Massively hit by injuries. You know, no one could have predicted that you're going to have eight or nine out all at the same time. So whether we've been unlucky or whether there's something deeper than that, I don't know. But, um, you know, most of those boys you'd probably say are starters on our team so that's that's really really effective and we showed earlier in the season what good players they they are and can be you know we were top of the league and went we top of the league after three four games we we're top of the league after 15 um so normally that's a barometer where you're going to be i always look i never look at league tables after over 10 games but after 15 we're in a really good position um things happen with it. The head coach that really seems to have affected Not just the players but the whole club For whatever reason But sometimes you have to roll your sleeves up And just get on with it um, So what do you think it meant by The injured boys coming back First of all it's great to see Four or five coming back Big players that we need I always think it was going to be a big ask When they've been out for so long To put four or five in the team Straight away And for them to instantly perform at the levels um, That they had done. But great to see them back, that'll make us much, much stronger. Wigging away, we get off to another poor start. Again, that's a theme here. We don't start well, don't seem to be starting games particularly well. Uh, give a poor girl away penalty. They score. Gives them something to hang on to. But again, I have to be honest as I'm sitting here, if you're saying, did we do enough to get anything from the game? No. So we go away against another team in and around us, haven't been beat, and we find ourselves driving back down the M6 really disappointed.
0: Andy, do you have a more positive take than since he seems to be uh, doom and gloom at the moment? You know, well, I'm
2: afraid, I'm, af- <laughs> I'm afraid not, and, I, and, I, and I'll share the reason why. I think um, Andy came into the to the lounge after the game and, uh, and said to me a few days later, he, he yep. s- said he hadn't seen me that low. S- uh, that low. And um, but and, uh, partly was the result, but also um, it was a quite a difficult day because um, my my opposite number, Tom Flower. Um, at Wigan, head of community at Wigan, passed away very suddenly um, at the age of uh, 50, 52, I think he was. Um, And he had, all their family were there that day and all the community scheme at Wigan was out on the pitch and they were, you know, uh, having a memorial for Tom. So driving home, I was low and, and you know, it did put results into perspective a little bit that, you know, it, it is... It's not just a game; it's more than that. I think about this club every day that, that I'm here, but um, and and you know on days off. But um, yeah, Wigan was Wigan was a, from a personal point of view. Like I've spent a lot of time with Tom at Wigan. He's a, he was a, he was an argumentative fella, <laughs> Tom. Um, big character, big big Northern man, and um, so yeah, th- there was there was a little bit of um, further sadness around that day for me.
0: So from everyone here at QPR, we're obviously thinking of Tom and yeah. Addy said it perfectly. But yeah, we're moving on. But we try to follow it up. We'll go back to the football. The last one, we'll move, and then it's a, hopefully a bit of a positive corner we can turn. But it's Preston at home again, disappointing. Ilias has a chance. Yeah. Could make it one nil. Could be a different game. But again, we. Couple of mistakes at the back ultimately cost us, and the supporters, shall we say, showed their frustrations, especially after the second goal. Yeah, I think
1: the Preston game, the first half, it was a bit nip and tuck. Um, yeah, they hit the post from which we go in have the best chance of the game for me. You know, Ilias clean through with Ilias's quality, you probably expect them certainly to hit the target. Um, yeah, that chance goes begging. Senny has to make a save from a corner, but you go in nil nil, and you know, okay, right. Let's let's crack on in the second half. We we'll just give uh, a couple of poorish goals defensively, and certainly the second one in quick succession, which really sort of killed the game. And uh, as I, you mentioned doom and gloom, I think that was evident in and around the stadium. But what I would say on the doom and gloom, I think our fans have been absolutely brilliant. I think they sense, and they did it with West Brom. They sense, um, not only sense, they know exactly where we are and what it's going to take. And for the next five, six games, or five now after the West Brom game, it's going to need everyone to be together, uh, to pull together, to support each other and make sure we do everything we possibly can to uh, to to get the results and the points on the board. That'll certainly make sure we come back here in, in August playing in this division. But you mentioned positivity, we'll come to the, the, the West Brom game because I got in the car after the West Brom game and people might go, oh, it's only a point. That point to me felt... Massive. It actually felt more than a point. And I'll probably explain that why, you know, because again, we start the game poorly, two set plays, 2-0 down. I think I, Andy, everyone who's in attendance, including the fans, everyone who's listening, everyone who's on the stream, probably feared the worst 2-0 down, 14 minutes. But actually, um, I thought the response from the team was absolutely magnificent on Monday. really was. You know, we get back into the game quite... Quite quickly, fantastic cross from Ilias And a, a, a brilliant header from Linden Delighted for Linden with what he's gone through you know, uh, Work your socks off, it was a handful All game, but that goal I think give everyone A lift, it certainly gave me A lift because I s- suddenly started To sense this is This is QBR you know, The way we were playing, we seemed to Get rid of the shackles We seemed to get on the front foot We took the game to West Brom and By the way, West Brom, 12 games unbeaten at home they're on a really good run. Twenty-six thousand people in the stadium. I know they've got their problems, but I want to. I want to tip this in favour of the QPR players because I thought on the day they were, they were brilliant on on Monday. You know, we got ourselves back into the game just after half time. Yeah, a little bit of luck, but I think I said on commentary that might be the moment that can change our season. You know, that little bit of luck, um, and it's not all about luck because it's. It's a strategy of going and pressing, putting opposition players under pressure. I said on commentary in the first half, I didn't think the goalkeeper looked comfortable with his ball at his feet. Chris has obviously sensed that, so that's a goal for hard work. You see what it meant to the players, you see what it meant to the the fans. And all of a sudden, the real, what we think is the real QPR, sort of came out. We pushed, we pressed. Nick on commentary asked me a 2-2, what do we do? I said, keep doing what we're doing, let's go and win the game. I thought was there for the winning Uh, you know Richards has a header just wide Andre Dizel has a shot that just curls the wrong side of the post Uh, so that was you know we talk about we've just run through five or six games the doom and gloom I think that game on Monday gave me Andy you the players the staff the board the fans, more importantly, something to hang on to. And I came away thinking, OK, that's a point and that's all it is. Let's not get carried away. I don't know what you felt, Andy. I came away thinking it was more than a point in the, in the circumstances we find ourselves. Yeah, I think, I mean, what everyone was... I feel like, like you,
2: know, I feared the worst at 2-0 down. Yeah. I'm thinking, it wasn't that long ago I was sat here when we got done 7-1 and um, had visions of that. But it seemed a great cross from Ilias, yeah. brilliant cross and a great header from Linden. And then that was almost like a switch and just everyone you know the whole team those that came on really worked. like you know they didn't leave anything out there and i think the fans then saw that the fans saw that you know they had given everything and that's why you know when the players went over there at the end they got such a good reception and yeah i felt we should have won it in the end um i felt we you know once once we made it 2-1 from then onwards i thought we was the better team
1: yeah, so that's you know, that result, again, only a point. So let's face it at half time, we're in the bottom three. So that point in terms of league position, how crucial could that be? But I think the manner of the point, the performance, the effort, the determination, the quality was there for everyone to see. But now, Simon, we have to we have to follow that up, we have to build on that, we have to come here on Saturday. This place has to be together, it has to be Noisy, it has to be hostile in our favour, and we have to go and perform and get a win that we really, really
0: need. I think Gareth said it after the game five massive games to come. Yeah, we'll get to it. Coventry City on Saturday, massive on the pitch, gonna be a huge event off it as well. We'll start. So, Andy, this is Community Day once again. It's always a sort of important highlight of the year, isn't it? And a big thing of the calendar, but it's also. Tiger Feet is the thirteenth edition of the Tiger Feet Walk, which we'll all be doing as well on Saturday morning. They're just great occasions and really important as well, aren't they?
2: Yeah, we're we're really grateful to the club that we get this opportunity to showcase all the all the work that's taking place in and around here in W twelve and the, the neighbouring boroughs, and for us to have a match day where we can use all the. <coughs> The platform of a match day to to sort of share that with the fans is is a great opportunity for us. But it's a you know it's a whole day, so we've got an early start on um, on Saturday morning, where we'll be leaving here at nine am with uh, a loyal group of walkers plus some new faces as well who are joining us on Tiger Feet Thirteen, which is our sponsored walk to raise money for uh, the Tiger Cubs, our Down Syndrome team and club. Incidentally, we're now the We're now the biggest provider of football in London for for Down syndrome. Fantastic! Uh, The Down Syndrome Association have have told us that. So that money that is raised um, by doing the walk, which this year is a ten-mile walk, which will take in um, most, if yeah, most missing out a couple, but most of the venues where Queens Park Rangers have played, as I'm sure a lot of the fans know, um, we've we've had. We've had more grounds than anyone else, I think, um, in and around West London and Northwest London. And thankfully, Chris Guy, who helps massively with the Forever Hours, um, our club historian, he's also helped with this walk in terms of mapping out where we need to visit. So we'll be doing that. Um, and that is all to raise funds for, as I say, for the Tiger Cubs. Uh, we're, we're up to £6,000 already. Um, but we need to get we need to get to double figures because fifteen thousand pounds a year will mean that you know we can provide that um, level of support to the tiger cubs that I just mentioned in terms of providing um, those football opportunities for children with Down syndrome. So um, we'll be looking to get the walk completed and get back here at the fan zone for the finish, where our guest on Saturday is Andy Slaughter, the local MP. Andy. Um, is a huge supporter of what we what we do in the local community, and uh, Andy's going to be our guest of honour on Saturday. Um, and as well as that, um, we've also got uh, we're also um, really thankful again to the club because we're able to put the Community Trust logo on the shirts, and those get signed by the players at the end of the game, and then we'll we'll auction those off to raise further funds as well.
0: And the walk. Finishes up, doesn't it? Heading towards the fan zone on South Africa Road where there'll be hundreds of people, local businesses, local people from the community there to cheer everyone at the end and then it'll all be a big final picture and a big celebration, isn't it? Before we then head to the game.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, I've looked at the weather forecast. It's looking like it's brightening up and uh, getting warmer. So, you know, please come along early on Saturday. Come down to the fan zone. Uh, Come and see the Tiger Cubs who will be there as well. Come and see the Walkers finish. Um, and then, if you can't make that, the tiger cubs will be um, doing their lap of honour around the pitch. So, when you're in the stadium, make sure you give them, give them a, a very warm welcome.
0: And as as we speak, before we speak, the lads are training later on, and the tiger cubs are going over to Heston, and I'll be meeting Gareth Ainsworth in his squad again. More buy-in from the club and how community-based we are, isn't it?
2: Yeah, we. You know, community is very much part of what QPR stands for and um, that's reflected from the owners who are completely committed to this being a community club. Uh, right through to all the staff, you know, Andy's a trustee um, and then we get incredible support from even from some of those former players, Forever Ours, come and support us. And the current squad, um, I've got Sam Field coming out on a, on a community visit next Monday. Um, to a local charity called City Harvest who redistribute surplus food. And as you say, we've got the Tiger Cubs team going to Har- uh, Har- Harleton. We're no longer Harleton. Heston, our uh, new training complex. And they're g- going down there to meet the first team ahead of um, uh, ahead of Community Day on Saturday and ahead of Tiger Feet 13.
0: Andy, you've been dusting off your walking shoes I'm ready for it? <laughs> Walking's about all I can do at the minute, Simon. Now, I really looking forward to it, but
1: first of all, I just would, would say and uh, Andy sits here and he knows what everyone thinks about the Community Trust. You know, the Community Trust, is, it's amazing the work that they do in our local community. You know, Andy and his team are doing a magnificent job. They've grown from strength to strength. You know, the Community Trust represents the football club on a daily basis. Every day they're out in the local community, various projects covering all sorts of ages, impacting in a positive way the lives of so many young and old, and whatever circumstances people are going through. So, uh, community trust is massive. As I say, Andy and his team do a brilliant job. Tiger Cubs is a great day in the calendar. It's something I always look forward to. I think Andy will back me up, and I'll I get past the new year, and I'll say, you know, when when's the when's the Tiger Feet walk, and you know, where are we doing, what what are we doing this year. Um, it's brilliantly supported by our fans. Um, so I would just urge everyone again. Andy's mentioned a couple of figures there that we're we're at and we need to get to. You know, it's difficult times for everyone I know, not just in football terms, in in general life with what's going on. You know, but if you can give give whatever you can generously to a, a, what is a brilliant cause, and I'm proud and privileged and humbled to to play a little part, and I do by doing the walk and raising awareness. It's brilliant, um, and I'm. I'm really looking forward to Saturday. Once again, hopefully the weather holds. But you know we've had a couple of a couple of years where it's been freezing. That doesn't seem to dampen the enthusiasm. Certainly of the walkers. I love walking with some of our fans. You know, and talking about years gone by and what they see and what they hear, etc., etc. That's all part of the day. But the main thing is, is the Tiger Cubs, let's raise as much money as we possibly can because it's a brilliant cause.
0: Perfect. I think that's the best way to sum up what hopefully is going to be a great day off the field. Now, as we look on the field, we go back to the football. It's crucial, another crucial game here in W12, isn't it, as we approach the final five games? Well, I think I, I
1: mentioned uh, the the positiveness that I took from Monday's performance, you know, and I've already said, you know, we need to get back here. We need to be united. We need to be together. We need to, we know what's at stake and we need to back that performance up. Back the performance up. Usually you get from games, your performance normally dictates what you'll get from a game. Sometimes you might be lucky and play poorly and win. Sometimes you might be really unlucky and not get what you you think you should get from the game. But usually if your performance is right, you'll get the result. We need to back that performance up. Player for player, uh, we need to stand proud. We need to, you know, bring the crowd into play, get them on board, you know, whether it's the first minute with a tackle, a run, a cross, a shot, some goal-mouth action um, and take the game to Coventry and let's... I'm really optimistic after Monday. I'm really hopeful. But it's going to be a tough game. Coventry go in, one defeat in 12. Uh, Arguably for me, I'm one of the best strikers in the division, Gigoras who I think we saw up there when they beat us, how, how much of a handful it is. But for me, and I'm not disrespecting anyone. This is not about Comrie. This is about QPR and the the players who're pulling that shirt on on Saturday. You know, we've five games. We've got a five game season. We've got a little bit of a head start. Not much. It's in our hands. I couldn't think of a better place to be in terms of is it in your hands or is it out of your hands? Or are you relying on other results? Yeah, of course we'll look at other results and hope people do us a little bit of a favour. But ultimately, it's about us getting our job done, and that starts Saturday.
0: Andy, what are your thoughts? We can head to it.
2: I just think
1: how important
2: the Loftus Road crowd is, yeah. and how, how much it can help. You know, we all know. You know, we've all been coming here for many, many years, and when that fan base is, you know, together and united and getting behind the team, then it makes a massive difference. I think Jerry mentioned it when he did his interview the other week on the, on the pitch at half-time that. You know the crowd can really help yeah. really really can here particularly at loftus road so but the players have a responsibility as well to to make sure they get that buy-in from from the first minute so if they carry on how we uh how we finished at west brom then you know i'm sure i'm sure the the place will be rocking and let's hope we get the free points especially on community day
0: and after that we have four tough games the final four norwich at home which is midweek here under the lights it's Wednesday night Burnley, Stoke and Bristol City to wrap up the if you could pick four games would they be the four games that you'd pick for the running or I don't know if you can pick four games I think you've got to treat every game on
1: its merits that's, the, that's not an easy point that's not an easy game you show me an easy game in the Championship and I'll probably disagree with you you know you could look at uh, certainly Norwich they're certainly needing points they've still got a chance of making the playoffs um, Another tough game, recently changed the manager, um, you know, still there or thereabouts as our country. Then you go to Boonley. I'm probably quite pleased that they've got promoted already, but I don't think under Vincent company he will allow them to take their foot off the gas, so that's going to be um, a tough game. Stoke away, there's never an easy game, then you're back here for Bristol City, which again, won't be easy. But you know what's up to us. It really is up to us. We've got two home games. Let's go one game at a time. Let's let's see, as Andy said, let's see if we can get three points on the board against Coventry. That will put us in a far greater position going into the last four. But I think it's going to be twists and turns. I think it's going to go down to the wire. I think you need to put your seatbelt on and buckle up. Um, I wouldn't say enjoy the ride, because I don't think we're going to enjoy the ride. But... Um, yeah, let's stay together. We know what we have to do. Let's build on Monday. Let's get back here. Let's get some points on the board because
0: we are QPR. We need to be proud of who we are. We are QPR. Andy, I'm sure the sentiments are exactly as what Sint said.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, but when you you know you look at those four games uh, at any time in the year and they look tough fixtures, don't they? You know, but end of season you get strange results. So, you know, let's, let's wait and see. And, uh, but I think echo what Andy says, it, you've got to take one game at a time. And I know it's a cliche, but, you know, let's focus on Coventry first and foremost and get something from that first. I
0: think there's no better way to wrap it up than that. So thank you both for joining us. And fingers crossed, well, we know it'll be a great community day, but fingers crossed the result matches it. And it's a, the perfect afternoon here in West London. Yeah, let's hope so. Come on, you ass. Call us.